Hi, my name is Kirk Hamilton, your host of the Staying Healthy Today Show. This is a show where we bring you key experts in the fields of nutrition, prevention, integrative and lifestyle medicine, review the medical literature, and review case studies. Today's show topic is safe, rapid weight loss and muscle building. Why a plant-based diet is best. My guest today is Thomas Tadlock. He holds a master's degree in exercise science and health promotion. He has eight national certification, is a master trainer and body transformation expert, and is currently the host of the Vegan Body Revolution show. And I know Thomas because when I've listened to him, I've gone to his seminars. I know his wife, Dr. Brooke Goldner, and they're great people. Um, I've been one-on-one with them or in a, in a room with 20 people uh, at a conference and, and a workshop. And so I think they're great people and they have great information. So welcome, Thomas. Thanks for coming on the show today. Hey, Kirk. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. So how did you get, how, how did you get your background in, uh, in education and then eventually be an exercise person? How did that happen? Well, long story short, I was a, I was a really out of shape, an unhealthy software developer, and in a quest to try to master my own health, I went and got a couple personal training certifications because, well, that's that's something that anybody has access to. You don't have to have any sort of degrees to be able to achieve that, and that was what taught me how to understand the basics of biology, physiology, and exercise physiology, and it just kind of went from there, I went and got my master's degree, learned how to train people, learned how to get really, really good results uh, after I c- understood uh, well enough how the human body works and how to kind of hack it to get results like weight loss and muscle building. And I, I just really had a passion helping people understand how to do that and giving them the same results too. So how did you get, I mean, at one point, I call you kind of a, a guru because I, I kind of introduced you as... When I tell a patient about you, I so say you got to listen to this guy. You 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 take you took people on uh, MTV, and they would call you, and they'd say, "We need to get this person really ripped in a short period of time." Is that how you learn how to do it quickly, or how did that trans come about? Well, it first started with getting myself into shape because I was really unhealthy. I was really out of shape at one point, and I wanted to learn how to get in really good shape. And this was back when I was a software developer. So I went into this whole fitness and nutrition quest with the mind of a software developer. So I thought in terms of algorithms and repeatable steps. And so I was able to, to develop some pretty cool systems just based on the education that I got from my personal training certifications and my eventual, eventually my master's degree that I got. I was able to put it all together in a way that could produce results for first me because I tested every I, I test everything out on myself first. So I remember getting my first six pack really fast. I remember being able to build muscle for the first time in my life really fast. And so this was exciting. And and I ran into a uh, the casting agency that casted a lot of stars that show up on MTV, a lot of models or recording artists. And they they basically had a quick conversation with me and they said, Hey, look. Uh, would you ever, would you ever be able to help us get our little up and coming stars into really good shape? Uh, if we had, if we if we could give you only about two to three weeks notice, could you come out to New York and get these people in shape? And I said, yeah, sure, of course. So that's what happened. Uh, I my, I got on MTV because now I knew a casting, uh, I knew the casting agency that that casted all these stars. I was getting in shape. 
so they, they, they thought I was a shoo-in for a, a beach house show that they had. So it was just, you know, me at, in the Hamptons filming on set for a, uh, back in the day, it was called a uh, TRL. It was a 2003 Summer Survival Guide TRL special. Anyway, that was what kind of put me on the map uh, on TV. And then, so from there, uh, I got to know some other, like, TV type of B or C list stars, and they started hiring me to be their personal trainers. So tell me about, originally, was your diet kind of like, you know, the lean animal protein, lots of vegetables and good fats with, like, fish oil? Or, or when did you, did you do that first and then switch over to the plant-based diet? How did that work? Yeah, the, the first, what, what, what I found just always produced great results to help people get super, super lean and, and build or maintain a good amount of muscle was what is now paleo. So back then, it was I was doing paleo without knowing, well, before anybody ever put a name to it. So it was high animal protein, very low carbohydrate, and, uh, or low processed carbohydrates, and high omega-3 fatty acids and lots of water. Was there lots of vegetables in it or no, or that wasn't the big part of it? It, it was, uh, so vegetables were the preferred carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it first started out was, it was just, let's just keep the carbohydrate low. And, and we were just basically, uh, our, our clients were going into like a, a state of ketosis, keto, ketoacidosis, or just right before that point, and they were able to lose some weight. But the weight loss happened a lot faster when we started loading them up with high amounts of raw vegetables. And so that became, that became our protocol, high animal protein, high vegetables, low to no processed carbohydrates, high omega-3s, and high amounts of water. Were your omega-3s at that time fish oil, or were you in the flax then? Yeah, yeah. At the time, it was fish oil or flax seeds uh, or flaxseed oil or... It, or when she, when I discovered chia seeds, it could be chia seeds or chia seed oil. And was the meat, you know, it wasn't your typical fatty meat, it was lean meat, or did you care? For the most part, I, I didn't care too much. I, I personally didn't notice that much of a difference in terms of achieving results when I ate, me or my client ate big fatty cuts of meat uh, versus super, super lean cuts of meat. Uh, so I, I just... I, I said pretty much any kind of meat, just don't fry it. When did you begin, well, tell me why you'd even decided or thought about switching over to more plant protein. How did that kind of amazing transition or big transition occur? What, what brought that on? My wife, was, my, my wife was a vegan a couple of years before I went vegan. And every time she would watch me eat my, my meals, it, I could see it on her face. It broke her heart. And, and it hurt me every time. I didn't want her to feel that way. And she was vegan for ethical reasons. And, and I totally sympathized with her, completely from a very superficial level, but not enough for me to change my habits. I mean, I was too scared to go vegan because I thought there's no way, there's no way that you could possibly build any muscle or maintain your muscle on a vegan diet. So there's no way that I was going vegan. But then... She totally, she got me. She, I mean, my wife's a psychiatrist, so she knows how to play with my, my <laughs> psychology a little bit. So she really tugged at my ego strings. And she said, well, you know what? There's a lot of vegans out there that are just dying to learn how to build muscle. 
And if there's anybody that could figure it out, it's you. <laughs> I thought, oh, you're right. So I got all full of myself, and I said, I'm going to figure this out. So I decided to go vegan for eight straight weeks and crack this code of building muscle on a vegan diet. And then by the time I was done, my plan was now I can finally serve vegans. Because at that point, I was a personal trainer. And if you were 100% vegan, I really couldn't help you. And so I thought this could be, this could be a great opportunity. I could show the world how to build muscle and get a great body on a vegan diet, even though I, wasn't, I had no intention of going vegan myself, except for just the eight weeks that I needed to be able to pull it off. Most of, the, most of my experience has been that I just I try a whole bunch of stuff that makes sense theoretically and then test it out and then turn it into a system or an algorithm that produces results. But before I can get to that point, I've got to actually get some good results. So my plan was I go vegan for a straight eight weeks and I record and document the whole thing, figure out what I did and refine it and then turn that into a system that I can share with the world. So that was the plan. Was this before or after Brooke cured herself from her lupus? Um, the, for the people Brooke who don't was know. Already, yeah, Brooke was, Brooke was lupus-free at that point. She, uh, she, she, all the tests had, were, were showing negative at that point. So you were, so you weren't, you weren't a vegan during that time where she did the transformation. Well, when she worked on her health, cause I, I remember you talking about, you know, you, she went on this really strict diet to get when you were guys are going to get married and, but she wanted to be vegan and get ripped and, but you were still eating animal food at that time too. I was. My, my program, again, was high animal products, or it was high animal protein, and it was high water, high omega-3s, high raw vegetables. She was vegetarian when we first met, and so what we did was swap out the animal protein with things like soybeans and tofu, and then, and then we eventually switched out our omega-3s from fish oil to flaxseed oil or flaxseeds, and and that was not by any sort of design ahead of time trying to make it really vegan. We just needed to get it vegetarian. So I swapped out the animal protein ingredients, and boom, now we've got. I mean, in her diet. Once we switched out the omega threes to flaxseeds or chia seeds or chia seed oil and, uh, and flaxseed oil, she, it was one hundred percent vegan. So she was at, she was kind of accidentally vegan, going from vegetarian vegan and again none of that was part of the plan and we did not know ahead of time that, that was going to reverse her lupus so where i where i stood at that point when i started the vegan experiment on my own i didn't have any health issues that i was aware of my blood work was perfect i was the picture i was, I was the picture of great health and and i had a great physique i was muscular i was totally ripped super low body fat percentage incredibly good strength and endurance, really good shape. So I, I was not motivated at all from any of the purported health benefits of a vegan diet over a non-vegan diet, but I did it because I thought Brooke convinced me there was an opportunity for me to serve a new market that I've never been able to serve before. So I did it purely for business reasons. <laughs> good for you. So let's talk about weight loss first. Your weight loss, well, now that you're a vegan, I guess, so your weight loss program now, um, 
is high in omega-3 fats, but they're obviously from flax or chia seeds, very high in vegetables. Um, tell us about the weight loss diet first, and then we'll talk about muscle building. Sure. Well, let, let, let me, let me, so this is important to understand. When, I, when, I'm going, when I'm going through this vegan process, four days into it, uh, I, I'm 100% vegan, and my, my health is not getting better, my strength's not getting better, and I'm actually getting fatter. Everything that you never, ever want to happen to your body is happening to me going vegan. And I realized later that it was because I was eating a lot of processed vegan foods, and I didn't know any better. And at that point, though, something strange happened to me, and my, my, my whole outlook on veganism shifted. So I was never interested in switching to veganism other than just doing this experiment. And then after four days, I, for some reason, had a heart for all the animals, and I had a heart for the planet. And so at that point, I went 100% ethical vegan. And so it took me, Kirk, it took me about eight or eight and a half months to finally figure out how to build a lot of muscle on a vegan diet and then lose body fat on a vegan diet. So it started with the muscle building first, and then I learned how to lose, lose body fat quickly on a vegan diet. So the, the way it works is this, and this is, this is the same way I've helped people lose weight even when I had people on animal products. It's by raising your metabolism. That's the key, key fundamental aspect of it is if we can raise your metabolism, we can make fat loss happen easier. If you ever talk to people that complain about the metabolism, the people with the small metabolisms, they complain that they can't lose weight no matter how much exercise they do. They lose very little weight, or if they do lose weight, it's very slow. If, and then we hear the people that have fat metabolism, they brag about how easy it is for them to lose weight, lose body fat, take very little exercise, very little effort. So my idea was, well, let's get the metabolism super, super high and super fast so that you can spend less time and effort and get great results. So that's how we did it. And, that's, and we did it with a vegan diet. So that's where the high raw vegetables comes in because that, the, the high raw vegetable component is one of the most important aspects of getting your metabolism up really, really, really high. And then the second aspect is the omega-3 fatty acids. So we were able to get people's metabolisms up really fast, really high with just adding fish oil. We were also able to get metabolisms fast just by adding raw vegetables. Combine the two together, now you've got an unbeatable combination, and you, you are drastically accelerating people's metabolisms this way. And the omega-3s, they work great coming from uh, raw, whole flax seeds or chia seeds. They work great. And then keep your water high. Every, every physique competitor, bikini competitor, and bodybuilder knows this. You've got to get your, keep your water up nice and high. We, we say at least 96 ounces a day for you to maximally lose all the weight that you can and also build muscle. And then finally, there's the protein component. And on a vegan diet, we'll talk about this in a little bit, little bit but it's really cool. I, did, I, I was able to nail, get it down to the point where I only needed to eat about half of the amount of total protein from plants than I ever did when I was building muscle on a meat diet. And we'll get into that in a little bit. But those are the main components nutritionally of a weight loss diet because it's going to raise your metabolism. And when you raise your metabolism, a lot of people, they're trying to lose weight by cutting calories and trying to create some sort of caloric deficit of maybe they're, maybe they're trying to eat about 500 calories less with the idea that after about a week they should lose a pound. 
And, and that's not the approach that I take, and it's not the approach I take with my clients. What, the way we lose weight is we get your metabolism really, really high, and then you use exercise to knock the weight off. Because what happens is if you try to, if you try to restrict your diet by reducing your calories, then you're actually reducing the amount of nourishment you're giving your body, and that slows your metabolism down. So you're actually hurting yourself trying to lose weight by lowering the amount of food that you're eating. What we do instead is we say, eat the same amount of food, just change your choices so that you're getting the right foods that raise your metabolism and nourish your body, and then use exercise as the primary tool to take the body weight, extra body weight, off of your body. So let me ask you then, you got to give a ballpark idea of the raw vegetable consumption. I know I've done the smoothie challenge. You know, you got 64 ounces of, of Vitamix and, and it's, you know, 75% greens. But, but if somebody wasn't doing a, a smoothie per se and just chewing, <laughs> what are you telling them ballparking to eat with raw vegetables? Yeah, it, it's always going to be done relative to how full you are. So what you want to, your goal is every time it's mealtime, and, and mealtime can be any time, by the way. So whenever you're hungry, that's your body telling you you need to eat. You go and you literally stuff yourselves, you stuff your body, you stuff your stomach with as much raw vegetables as you possibly can. Now, this can be in the form of a salad. It could be in the form of a smoothie. This could be uh, just a bunch of chopped vegetables. You go to a raw vegan restaurant and eat a gourmet raw vegan dish. It doesn't matter. Just stuff your body till fullness. And I really mean that, fullness. With, with, uh, with the majority of the food, I'd say at least 75% of it coming from raw vegetables, preferably the raw green leafy or cruciferous vegetables. As opposed to, you know, this is, this is a problem I had going through a lot of my personal training certification programs and even going through my nutrition classes in graduate school is that a lot of times, you see, there's a lot of recommendations on the number of cups or ounces and this and that on what you should eat. I think that's ridiculous. Um, I've gotten better. I have better success when it comes to determining amounts of food is basing it based on fullness because your stomach is auto- automatically going to be sized to just how big it needs to be based on what you are physically doing. So what else are we eating now besides if you're on the vegan weight loss regimen, we'll just stay with weight loss for a second, you're eating yeah. the vegetables, 75% raw vegetables, and we got the green leafies and cruciferous, etc. What else are you eating <laughs> on this diet? All right. It depends on how quickly you want to lose, drop the weight. So so for all your meals, you're going to have tons and tons of raw vegetables. You're also going to have, at the end of the day, you're going to have at least a handful or more of omega-3 fatty acids from chia seeds or flax seeds. And from the protein side of things, you really don't even need to pay attention to your protein. But if you really want to, just get about, I don't know, 50% of your body weight tops in, in, in protein, which a lot of it's going to be covered by the vegetables that you're eating anyway. But on top of that, if, if you want to lose the maximum amount of weight, stuff yourselves, stuff your body with as much raw vegetables as you possibly can, drink lots of water, get those high omega-3s, and, and then just do lots of exercise. That will drop body fat faster than anything else you could possibly eat. Now, if you're addicted to certain foods or if you feel that you need to eat some extra stuff, and by the way, this is not through necessity. This is 100% through just brain addictions just telling you 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 really want something and you convince yourself that you need it. But if you need to have other stuff, like, you know, if you eat some extra beans or pasta or cooked dishes or that, okay, fine. 
but you just know you're not going to lose weight as quickly because a lot of those foods will actually end up slowing down your weight loss. And the reason is because the moment you cook anything, you, you start to reduce the amount or the density of nutrients in it. And, and nutrients are the key to raising your metabolism. So by, by wasting precious real estate in your stomach with foods that have less nutrients, and that includes all processed foods, that includes all dead foods, even oatmeal, even, uh, even foods that are high fiber but virtually dead. All those foods are nothing compared to raw living foods in terms of nutrient density and what it does to your metabolism. So it, you've only got so much real estate in your stomach that you can put food in. So if you're really trying to lose body weight fast, I mean, I mean healthy body weight. So look at what we're doing. If we're just shoveling tons and tons of raw vegetables into your body to the point where you just you can't you can't eat anymore because you're so full. Just look at the amount that we're nourishing you. You've never been that nourished in your entire life. Your body's going to love you for it. So it has to perform at the highest level because you're giving it the best food you possibly can at the highest amounts that you can. Combine exercise to that, it's going to do exactly what you want it to really, really well. So. I was going to say, it sounds like you're starving, but if, if you're starving, you just didn't eat nearly enough. You have to eat to fullness. Well, I get eating, I get eating to fullness, but is there any like, say greens don't have a lot of blood sugar potential in them. I mean, you got to eat because there's not a lot of uh, complex carbohydrate in them. So, so do you have to eat a little bit of fruit or do you have to... Well, no, Kirk, that's not true. That's not true because, I mean, when you look at greens, most people, when they think of greens, they think about the little tiny salad plate with some leaves sprinkled on top. And when you eat, I mean, you can count the number of leaves in a typical salad. And if you were to just take what's in a typical salad and just kind of ball that up, crinkle it up in your hand, you would have less than that. You would have barely a handful of food. So anybody... Anybody would be starving after that little food. You've got to eat a lot more than that. Now, you can cook some stuff if you want to, but I recommend the, uh, the more raw you can keep it, the better, so the nutrients are, are intact. So this, is why we, this is why I love smoothies so much, because you can, you can put down a pound of greens. I mean, a full pound. You can put it on a scale and eat a whole pound of greens and in just one single giant smoothie that you can make in your Vitamix, and, and you can put that down and drink it in two sittings, and you're, and you're, you've got more greens than most people eat in three weeks, down in just less than a day, right? So when you say it doesn't have calor, a lot of caloric potential, it's just, it's not 100% true, because, I mean, that's only, that's only if you're eating the small amounts that most people eat. But when you really, when you pack the greens down and you, and you eat them in large quantities, you can get you can get plenty of calories from that. All right, I stand corrected. So let's so let's go on to the the next part. So we've got so if somebody wanted to do rapid weight loss, this is what they could do. Now, how about if they want to build some muscle too? How would you incorporate that in there? Okay, now let's talk about building muscle. Great. Weight loss, when it comes to fat loss, at the end of the day, with your exercise and your eating, uh, you are trying to reduce the amount of total tissue that your body is made of. You're, you're trying to get rid of stuff. And with muscle building, you're trying to create new tissue. So that's a completely 
different way of, of, of attacking it. So from a fundamental standpoint, you're going to continue doing heavy amounts of greens, high omega-3s, and now we're going to increase dramatically the amount of protein that you eat, and we're also going to add in some complex carbohydrates. So muscle building, when you're – now, you can build muscle doing it the way that I kind of talked about when uh, you try to lose weight. You're just not going to build a lot of muscle, and it's going to, you're going to cap out at just a couple pounds tops. But if you want to build a lot of muscle, like we're talking you want to get 5 to 10 pounds heavier in strength and muscle in the next one to two months, then we have to hack your biology. And the way we do that is, number one, high amounts of, high amounts of greens. We got that covered with the weight loss stuff. High amounts of water, high amounts of omega-3s. Now, high amounts of protein. And then we're going to do moderate to high amounts of complex carbohydrates. And this is where you can get them from sources that you would never think of when it comes to losing body fat. Like you could get these from uh, complex carbohydrates from rice and pasta. Or if you want to go, you want to be super clean, you can get them from beans and legumes and other grains, oatmeal. That's all cool. But now you're trying to eat in a way where you are o- you're not just full, but you are overly stuffed because you need to input more food than it takes for you to maintain your current body mass. So your stomach is set to, it sets itself to a size that is ideal to maintain your current physical state. And so in order to get bigger, we need to eat more. We have to exceed that. So you got to be full all the time. It's usually going to mean you're going to have to be uncomfortably full. Now combine that with muscle building workouts and that's the formula for building muscle on a vegan diet. So let's talk about the, the exercise part. Go back just a step. For rapid weight loss, sure. is interval training the type of um, exercise for w- rapid weight loss? Yeah, let me, let me start from the, the theoretical level. When it comes to losing weight, your goal is to burn as many calories as humanly possible for every minute that you spend exercising. You want to maximize your caloric burn, and you also want to maximize the caloric afterburn. So the tools, some of the tools and strategies that will help achieve that the best way that I've used in all my programs is take advantage of circuit training. So that means that you work out one part of your body really, really, really hard for a few seconds, and when that gives out, you switch to a different part of your body immediately with little to no rest, and then you move to a different part of your body until that tires out, and then you just keep basically cycling through different muscle areas or muscle groups so that you can just be nonstop. Make, if you're going to d- dedicate 30 minutes to 60 minutes working out, you want to make that as productive as humanly possible for calorie burning. And a lot of people, they have, a tr- they have trouble losing weight. Uh, sometimes I see people, they're eating exactly the way they should, but when I look at their workouts, they're not because they're doing, they're, they're doing bodybuilder-type workouts where they do a set, take a rest, do another set, take a rest. That is just a wasteful, non-productive way to, lose, to burn calories. You want to use circuit training when you do that. Next thing you want to do is you want to also take advantage of getting as much muscle involved in every exercise that you do. So you're going to stay away from, like, the machines where you're sitting down and maybe you're just pumping your arms. That is a a completely non-productive way to lose weight because you're burning very few calories. Your calories are burned dependent on 
how much muscle you're activating and using during that time. So you want to choose exercises that look like boot camp style workouts or CrossFit style workouts where you're using lots of muscles all at once. Body weight, calisthenic exercises are amazing for that where you're doing, like say, instead of a machine bench press where you're sitting down and the only thing that's doing any work is your chest muscles and your arms, do a push-up instead because now you're using your whole core and even your leg muscles to keep you stiff as you use your arms and your chest muscles to be able to do the push-ups. You're activating way more muscle tissue when you do that. So you're going to choose your exercise is, uh, to be as functional and as multi-muscular as possible. Combine that with circuit training where you're just going from one exercise to the next to the next with very little rest, and you've got a great combination of calorie burn. One last little tip is choose exercises, too, where you, you're going you're gonna to gas out, so to speak, uh, or hit failure in about 30 to 60 seconds. Because what that does is it, it gives you kind of a muscle-building effect and what you're going, and that's what creates what's called afterburn, caloric afterburn. Because when you make, when you work a muscle to the point where it's going to be sore the next day or so, what happens is you get extra calorie burn because the energy that's used to heal a a broken down muscle primarily it comes from stored body fat. So you get a little extra weight loss and fat loss what by ab- working your muscles to the point of soreness. What about a, the type of aerobic exercise for rapid weight loss. Is that a type of interval training, or what do you suggest for that? Okay, cool. Well, so when you do, when you do, when you do this type of interval training, I'm specifically referring to resistance trains. These are exercises that are, you know, they're, 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 they resemble weightlifting. They're resistance training. And when you do it right, when you switch it from one to the next to the next to the next, your heart is also working super hard. You're getting a cardiovascular effect. Now, when you do what people call just cardio, just cardio, that means you're not going to be lifting weights. You're just going to be doing an endurance type of exercise like running or swimming or rowing or biking. Then the best way to do cardio for rapid, for the, to lose as much weight as humanly possible is you want to use intervals. And this is to simulate kind of what you're getting out of resistance training done in a, in a circuit where you're going to, if you're running, you, you launch into an all-out sprint. And this is the equivalent of doing those push-ups because you can't sprint forever. It's because now you're maximally taxing your leg muscles, and they're, they're working as hard as you possibly can, and they're going to get to the point where they can't sustain your sprint. Maybe after 15 to 45 seconds, you're toast. You can't sprint anymore. You've got to bring it down to a jog. That is the equivalent of doing push-ups to failure. You might only be able to get about 30 to 45 seconds of push-ups before you, you have to stop. You can't do push-ups anymore. And that's the same thing you're doing with your legs when you do an all-out sprint for 30 to 45 seconds. So then after that, you, you bring it down to like maybe a jog for as much time as it takes for you to recover enough to do another sprint. So that could be another 30 to 60 seconds. So you, you sprint super hard for 30 to 60 seconds until you gas out and then you jog to kind of get catch your breath again for about 30 to 60 seconds, and then you go into an all-out sprint, and you just keep doing that back and forth. You do that for 30 minutes. <laughs> That's going to be the equivalent of what, what you would get in terms of caloric burn, expenditure, and fat loss 
Now, 30 minutes of that would be close to the equivalent of a couple hours, like two to four hours of most people's steady state run so or much, jog. So much more time efficient, much more, obviously. Oh, it's about getting results. If you're going to spend, if you're going to spend 30 minutes working out, I'd, I'd prefer to do it the way that gives me nine times the results. Let's talk about, um, just uh, we'll close on this one. The last topic would be, what is your keys for muscle building when you do strength training exercises? How do you, you're not doing circuit training. Tell us what you do for that. Okay. The, when it comes to building muscle, uh, there's, two, there's two parts to this that, that, that you want to always have in the back of your mind, always, when you're building your, your workout. So you can, you can choose all the – first of all, you're going to want to do bodybuilding exercises. And, and that, that, there's, there's just so many different exercises to, to help you build muscle. But the big ones are the bench press, rows, squats, deadlifts. Those are the main ones and then the variations of those. But when it comes to muscle building, the, the two, two things that you want to do is, one, you want to, you want to work out. I mean, for every set that you do, uh, you, you want to be able to work out to the point where they, you can't lift anymore. So that's, that's doing each set to failure or as many sets as you can to failure. Uh, we want to get to the point where you, you can't lift anymore because when you do that, you have literally created an environment in your muscle cells where there's what's called microtrauma being done. Those are microscopic tears or little damage being done in the muscle. And that's what stimulates the hormones that tell your body to rebuild or repair bigger and badder than ever before. We need, you want to get to that point every single time. The second part, and this is probably the most overlooked aspect of muscle building by so many. And you, you see the pros, they, they got this down. But take advantage of a strategy called, uh, two strategies called pyramids, and the other one's called drop sets, which is a type of pyramid. A pyramid is doing starting out with high repetition, low weight, and then increasing the weight while assuming that you're, you're, you're lifting it as many times as you possibly can. Every time you move up the weight, you're going to notice the, the number of reps you do goes down every single time. So when you track this on a graph, it kind of looks like a pyramid. You, go, you, you get as high up as you possibly can in terms of weight, so that means that you might start off with a certain amount of weight, let's say 100 pounds on an exercise, and you can do... 25 before you are dead and then you move it up to 200 pounds and the most you can do is maybe two or three and and you're wiped out at that point and you do all the sets in between then what you do is you start taking the weight off again and you go from 200 pounds down to 180 pounds you do as many reps as you can you'll notice you can do maybe three or four and then you take the weight off again you keep going down until you arrive at your original weight that's called a pyramid that is one of the most effective ways to train for muscle building because your muscles, every one of your muscles, are made up of a variety of different muscle fiber types. And those muscle fiber types will only grow and respond based on their very unique rep range and, and weight that they need to feel for resistance. So when, you see, when I see people give the advice of, you, of doing only you know, a certain number of sets, let's say, you should do three to five sets of eight to 12 repetitions and then do about three or four exercises. That's really bad advice because there's only, a, there's only a subset of your muscles that are actually only responding to the eight to 12 repetition range. 
you have other muscle other muscle fibers within the same muscle that can only grow if they experience 20 to 25 reps. And then there's also another subset of muscle fibers within the same muscle that will only grow if it experiences the highest weight possible for two to three repetitions. So a lot of people that are following the, the standard muscle building regimen of eight to 12 repetitions, they're missing out on a lot of muscular growth. So you want to train the whole muscle with a huge amount of repetition ranges instead of just a small subset of the muscles. You do that, you're going to notice a huge, huge increase in strength, endurance, and overall size combined with the diet suggestions I gave you before. Well, in a second, I'm going to have you tell people how you can get access to your videos and things so you can learn. But I wanted to kind of close on one last thing about bodybuilding. If, if you didn't care about the ethics, let's say, and you were just looking about, I want to just produce a really good bodybuilder. Would, is, is being a vegan bodybuilder equal to, in efficacy, that of a meat-eating bodybuilder? Yeah, it is. I, I, never thought, I never thought in a million years that it could ever be true, but it, it actually is. So, no, so my personal story is I've never built muscle faster any other way. I, I was able to exceed my very best gains ever in my entire life in terms of strength and muscularity and size. And I did it in 45 days on a vegan diet. What would normally have taken me a couple of years, I was able to achieve in just less than two months. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. I've never ever been in a state where every single time I did a workout, I set a new personal record. I didn't know that was even physically possible, but I was able to do it when I did it the vegan way. The, the, what's going on now is in the vegan bodybuilders are actually sweeping the competitions. I mean, they are beating their meat-eating competitors just all across the board in all of the natural bodybuilding competitions. Now, I, I can't say much from the, stero- you know, the, the professional competitions where there's a lot of steroid use. I, I don't know. Typically, I don't know any vegan bodybuilders that, have, that, that take steroids. So I'm not sure how well it works with, with steroids. I'm sure it would work just as well. But I know for a fact that you can look it up. It's, it's, you can look up the contest. We had a vegan uh, two years ago, little, won first place overall in the Muscle Mania contest in bodybuilding. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. And the, uh, there's plenty of bodybuilders that are 100% vegan that are winning first place. That, that tells me that not only with my own personal results, I've never gotten results faster and, and easier before than doing it the vegan way, but the fact that the vegans are winning first place in contests is telling me that it's a superior diet when it comes to building muscle. Would you say, do you know of any evidence that they're healthier and, and maybe have less um, kidney stress, et cetera, or is that just something assumed? You mean compared to the animal, non-vegan yeah, yeah. bodybuilders? Yeah, health-wise. Well, from what I understand, there's a lot of there's a lot of professional bodybuilders that have, have, have died at early ages um, of things like heart attacks and cancer, um, kidney failure. I think the jury, theoretically, it makes a lot of sense that if you're if you're 100% vegan and you're a bodybuilder, you're not going to get you're not going to you're not putting yourself at the same risk as you are if you were a uh, non-vegan bodybuilder. Risk of cancer, inflammatory disease, things like that. But this is all theory. We'll just have to see. Uh, 
you know, vegan bodybuilders have not really been on the scene for a very long time. They've only really started making a name for themselves and started really competing in these contests just over the past few years. And so I think time's going to tell. I, I, at this point, I don't know of any vegan bodybuilder that's dropped dead because of a heart attack uh, or any other inflammatory type of illness. For as far as I know, all the vegan bodybuilders I know, they, they are the picture of health in every way through their blood labs and uh, just just looking at them and, and meeting them. Uh, but I can't say the same with uh, with non-vegan bodybuilders. In fact, I mean, we get my wife gets patients uh, from from folks that are that are non-vegan that are athlete athletes, and I mean their their health is horrible. And I used to work with a lot of bodybuilders, professional bodybuilders that that, that compete at the highest level, the Arnold Classic and the I mean yeah and the and the uh, the Olympia. And, you know, I've, I've known a few that personally that uh, I've watched them go through heart attacks and uh, have to go through some, some serious medical, medical rehab because of the health issues they develop from, from abusing their bodies and, and eating, consuming so many animal products. Thomas, I, uh, took, I lied. I took another extra 10 minutes from your time, but I think we covered a lot of ground. And, and so tell people how they can you know, follow up and get access to your videos or whatever? How can they can continue learning? best place to go is go to smoothieshred.com. Let's give you one website, super easy, smoothieshred.com, S-H-R-E-D. That's where you can go, and that's going to be our hub where you can get all of our, all of our stuff. It'll, you're, right now you're going to see a little opt-in where – you can join our community. Uh, we have over 3,000 worldwide that we're taking care of, it, and we show you how to make the smoothies, how to raise your metabolism. We go over muscle building and things like that from time to time. But if you go there right now, that, that's, that is the place to go. And if it's before the new year, uh, it's, you definitely want to get in because if any of, this, any of the things I talked about made any sense to you or you want to look more into it, We've got a really sweet end-of-the-year blowout special going on right now. It's totally free to join, but we have all of our, our paid programs that we are putting together and just giving it away at a ridiculous discount. And that's, the details for that can be found uh, in our Facebook group on, by just joining SmoothieShred.com. Thomas, thank you so much. This was a blast. Um, I hope to see you, some, you and Brooke sometime soon. Keep up the great work. And... Um, have a happy holiday. Thank you. Thank you, Kirk. Thanks for having me on the show. It was a real honor. Take care and happy holidays to you. Thank you. And I want to thank you, the audience, for listening to this edition of the Staying Healthy Today show. Remember, I'll have a summary of what Thomas has said and links below the podcast. And I'll talk to you soon. And you have a fabulous day. <laughs>